Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Trot's Life and I'm joined now in our list of different people we're chatting to from the Sydney sales and from Wagga Wagga, Russell Campbell. I could say Russell Carroll, but we'll get to that in a moment. Russell, how are you, mate, first, and whereabouts are you? Oh, I'm very well, thanks, Toby. Um, we're located uh, in Wagga Wagga. Yep. Uh, about 15, meters, uh, 15 minutes out of the centre on a 20-acre property. So where are you from, and uh, should your surname really have been Carroll? Well, we're, obviously that's a giveaway, Toby. We're, uh, <laughs> I'm originally from Gamain, obviously, and grew up with the Carrolls, and um, we've all been pretty much involved in AFL footy most of our life. Who's but, um, settled back now in Wagga Wagga? Who's the best footballer that you uh, played with from Gamain? Oh, I, I don't know if it's who's the best or who's actually achieved the most. There's probably two different questions in yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I played at South Melbourne with Wayne, Wayne Carroll, yep. for a little bit. But uh, one player that probably didn't play the top level, a guy by the name of Joey Davey, was probably one of the better players I've ever seen go around at my age when I was around at that time. Yeah, okay. And, of course, Dennis went up to Sydney and achieved pretty well. He did. Dennis did very well, of course. And he was living just outside Tumbarumba, I think, when he was recruited to uh, the Sydney Swans. And he was obviously a former captain there as well. Is is it true or a myth that there was once a whole team of Carols play for Gainmain? Look, it's funny you say it. I was probably a little bit the odd one out playing there, being a <laughs> Campbell. But um, look, they're all good people, most of the Carols. They're all very talented. And uh, as I say, many of them played uh, at top level AFL. If not, you know, underneath the top level, are all very good within their own rights. So in in seventy six you kicked one hundred and seven goals again, Maine, and you found your way down to South Melbourne for four four games and three goals. Yeah, it was a, a bit of a um, yeah a, a lucky year, I guess. We won the goal kicking. I think it was about eighteen or nineteen years of age or something at Gamain, and that's when we had a lot of recruits from Darwin, where Joey Davey popped up. But I played with Greg Carroll and Wayne Carroll and yeah, and not and David Carroll and quite a few others. And I guess at that time, South Melbourne was the zone. Yeah. For uh, I'm sorry, our area was the zone for the South Melbourne Footy Club. So I was recruited then from there straight to South Melbourne for three years and had a uh, played my first senior game at Arden Street. If anyone can remember back then, the North Melbourne ground, old ground. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then the following year, I, I had a few injuries. I missed quite a, quite a bit of a year with hamstring trouble, but come back again in the third year. And uh, Wayne and I actually played together in the 1980 grand final at the MCG yeah. uh, against Geelong, which was, uh, which was quite, um, quite a highlight of our career. And, and Wayne, of course, went on and played uh, a lot more footy with the Sydney Swans when they went to Sydney. And you had a footy card and all. Have you got one of them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did a Scanlon's <laughs> yeah. uh, going back in the day. Um, still have one of those, yeah. Um, and 
and uh, yeah, I, I remember doing it. It was in 1978, I think it was, there at the old Lake Oval where we used to train and play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I ended up on a on a Scanlon's footy card, and uh, I think maybe people might have thought I was going to go on and be a little bit more than what I ended up becoming at yeah. that level. But um, I did have I did have a few issues with injuries, which sort of retarded me a little bit. Yeah, that, that's my excuse. From age six onwards, I was just too <laughs> injured to make AFL. So then you went into coaching, mate, and uh, you coached, I think, a range of places. I'm not sure you coached at Woodville, but you certainly coached a few different teams in the Riverina and even a New South Wales team. I did, Toby. I um, I went from South Melbourne to Woodville in South Australia and played a couple of years there. And when I left there, I came back to Coolerman, which is in the Riverina Football League just outside of Wagga. Hmm. And coached Coolman for two years. We we had one premiership and finished in the finals in the second year. And then the third year, I um, took up an offer at the Albury Tigers Football Club in the Ovens and Murray League, and we won a premiership there as captain coach. And from there, moved on to Canberra and had two or three years in Canberra. And um, once that was over, I came back to Wagga and ended up taking up a post with. The um, New South Wales AFL as uh, director of coaching for the whole state. So, did your son Bryce say he's twice the footballer you are? Because he played eight games at the top level. Uh, Bryce is a very good player, yeah, good <laughs> junior, and he went across. I've got to probably talk him up a little bit. Um, he's probably a little bit after me, of course, but he played at the Adelaide Crows for a yeah. few years, uh, a couple of years, I think it was. And uh, he's a very handy footballer, and he loves the horses. He's into the horses at the moment as well. So. So, and I think it's important to get a bit of this background. You had a lot of success yourself and, and training as well or coaching. And when did the calculated risk to get involved in harness racing come in? <laughs> Pardon the pun. Yeah, <laughs> I, look, I I just, uh, when I was a kid, around about 10 or 12, my father used to take me to the, the local trots uh, here in, in the Riverina area and we couldn't really afford, or Dad or my parents couldn't afford to have horses at the time, but I just loved going to the trots when I was 12 or 13, and when I went to Melbourne, I, I sort of had to bug a little bit, so we'd play footy on the Saturday, and every now and then on a Saturday night, I'd sneak out to Mooney Valley when the trots were still there yeah, and watch a few watch a few races, and I just had the bug, and I thought, gee, one day I'm going to go and um, I'm going to get involved in horses, and it's not really prevalent in our whole family, but my uncles have had a couple of horses but not to the extent where a lot of people have just live and breathe it and and sort of were brought up with it so it's something that was self-taught and i just had an interest in it and become a hobbyist and uh, sort of learnt and asked questions and yeah start doing it myself now so i've been at it for about 18 years and just retired two years ago so i'm spending a little bit more time with them and that's the beauty of the sport, isn't it? You can sort of self-teach yourself. You can do it for yourself. You can have a crack at it. And it really is a challenge, I suppose. And it was probably a different challenge for you after, you know, finishing up with football. Yeah, it certainly was, Toby. I'm, I'm sort of quite competitive and I quite enjoy being competitive. And yeah. there's nothing better than getting out and actually driving in races, which I've done a fair bit of that as well. Um, you know, lining up at the start, and you're against all the other the other horses beside you. So I really enjoy stuff like that, hmm. um, and that sort of kept me interested as well. Although as the later years sort of start to creep on, I've got less and less involved in that part of it. And now I've just started to do a little bit of breeding, and got a couple of nice brood mares. So uh, we're putting a couple through the sale. So I'm enjoying that aspect of it as well. 
uh, as well as combining training and, and racing a couple every now and then. Yeah, before we get there, who's the best horse you've had? Trouble line? Oh, uh, no, Lombo Newsy Scoop's the best horse I've had. Um, she was a mare that I purchased about 11 or 12 years ago in Melbourne at an APG sale. Uh, it was a Mick Lombardo breed, and it was already named when we bought it as a yearling. And uh, she's done really well. Trouble Line was a very talented horse, but uh, the manners and so forth weren't overly great. Uh, yeah, okay. She sort of put herself out of some big races, and we sent her to John Caldo for a while to train down in Melbourne because she was sort of up to the... the APG stuff and the two-year-olds and three-year-olds, but she always had uh, had an issue, you know, with with some of the manners. So we never really saw the best of her, but she was a good horse. But for consistency and being there all the time, the, the current mare that I've just bred out of has been the best one that I've had. He, she's actually made a Group One race at Menangle as a two-year-old in the Breeders' Challenge yeah. through her career, and she's a lovely mare. So she'd have to be the best one I've had. And got her down by the seaside for the sales on the weekend. Yep, we've got a really nice uh, down by the seaside. He's very athletic and he's well put together and temperament like his mother, which is really, really good. Um, so I'm really looking forward to putting him through the sale ring. He looks the picture. He's, he's the third sibling uh, out of Lombo Nudie Scoop, with the previous two being a uh, four-year-old now, which is over in Western Australia by American Ideal. And it's uh, won a race, and it's also won, uh, run a, quite a few placings and won, won in group races as well. Yep. And the next one, which I have, is a horse called Bulletin by Sweet Lou, which is just turned three. He had five starts as a two-year-old, running third and second, and he shows an enormous amount of promise, and he's just been brought back into work. So I'm really looking forward to uh, presenting this fellow down by the seaside at the sales in Sydney on Sunday. You mentioned Bryce is getting involved. What, is he thinking about driving as well? Now Bryce has already been out on the track. He's been driving in races. He quite enjoys it as well, and he's very committed, probably a little bit more than, than what I am in the racing side of things. Yeah. So he's doing a really good job with uh, the small team that he has at the moment. And the crossover between training and, and training footballers and training horses, is there any crossover there? Yeah, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, things that are the same. You know, you've mm. just got to be common sense in what you do, think how you get horses fit or how you get players fit. You know, playing footy and having them tuned where your peaks and troughs and things like that. So it wasn't that hard to swap over to to training horses because I felt the the grounding that you have through football, not only playing it but also coaching it and preparing players for games and so forth. There's not a hell of a lot difference, and and there's there's a lot of things that are common sense in and how you go about doing things and preparing your horses. As I say, it's very relative to uh, a lot of preparing AFL football. I won't ask about picking mares and comparing the same either. <laughs> no, you probably you probably got me there. I'm not probably a, a student of that part of it. Um, it's more about getting the right one. I think you just got to be lucky sometimes. You do. You got to be lucky, and uh, well, and a lot of hard work makes luck too, which is something no doubt you know very well, Russell. Thanks so much for joining us, sharing a bit of your history and a bit of your journey uh, on the footy field, and and certainly in harness racing. And best of luck on the weekend with that down by the seaside colt. No worries, Toby. I thank you very much for your time. And uh, just the last thing, if anyone's going to the sale, we're putting a re- him into the parade on Friday evening as well and inspections all weekend. So he's there to sell. So we're looking forward to moving him on and getting someone else to have a lot of joy with.
And if you got one of those cards, bring it along and you'll sign it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's no problem. <laughs> no, it's, it's good that you can remember back that far, Toby. I can't. Well, I was born in 1980, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, you could have been a baby at the grand final at the MCG in 1980. Uh, yeah, November 1980, so it must have been a late one, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've done you in maybe, your par- maybe your parents. <laughs> yeah, Dad would have watched it, that is for sure. Don't you worry about that. He would have watched it for sure. Uh, Russ, thanks again, mate, and best luck of the weekend. No worries, Toby. Thank you very much.